Welcome to the UFO Roundup, where we look at the mainstream media and how it covered the UFO phenomenon this week. I'm Spirit Kenny. Got a lot of heavy stories with some heavy hitters. Elon Musk, Harry Reid, Lieutenant Colonel Robert Friend. And, of course, we got some sightings from west of the Rockies to the skies above the UK. And also, a few stories of sightings from the day of the past. Yes, some tales of lore about UFOs. Another sighting about the oval craft with fins that we've been looking at. No, I gotta tell you, this episode has been fueled by Sturgill Simpson. I mean, I didn't know anything about him until Friday. And then I found uh, one of his tracks on YouTube. It sort of has fed me one of his songs, A Good Look. And I was like, what is this craziness? And ever since then, I've just been listening to that Sound and Fury album. Just what an amazing album, what an amazing song. I look forward to listening to the anime that's on Netflix or watching the anime that's on Netflix this week. But yeah, check it out. It's definitely something that we are proponents of. I think I'll, I think I can add cars. I'll add it to a card and then you guys can go do it to check it out. It's such an amazing video or amazing album, I think. It's very rare that you find rock and roll like that nowadays, but here it is. So if you're listening to the audio version of this, come on by, you know, maybe you're on Spotify, Apple, or Google, and you found the audio version of this, come on by the Interesting World video, all one word, .blogspot.com for the for the visual representation of this, where you can see the video that goes along with the show. It's just a little slideshow, so you can sort of see some of the sightings that people are seeing or some of the articles that we're talking about. But that's it. Let's begin. We're going to start with the CNET article. Uh, Elon Musk has seen no evidence of an advanced civilization visiting Earth. It's the great and powerful Elon Musk. We must listen to him. The truth is out there. Oh, already strike one. The article already has to strike one. <sighs> the truth is out there, and Elon Musk is sure it has nothing to do with aliens visiting Earth. The SpaceX founder chimed in on the idea of UFO sightings throughout a couple of tweets on Sunday. I guess this was last Sunday. I've seen no evidence of an advanced civilization visiting Earth. He tweeted, Fuzzy pics that are worse than the 7-Eleven security cam frame grabs don't count. Elon, well, Elon is right. There is no real evidence that there is aliens visiting Earth. Not from an outside point of view. Musk was responding to a tweet from a talk or from a Fox television anchor she shared a clip from Sunday in which she was asked when she asked President Donald Trump why earlier this year the Department of Defense set up a UFO group called the Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon Task Force. The anchor asked whether UFOs exist. Trump told the anchor he would have to check into that and would be good to take a strong look at that. Well, it's politics, right? Every person running for the presidential office in the U.S. of A. has said. They're going to be looking into aliens. Hillary Clinton did it. Barack Obama did it. They all say they're going to look into aliens, right? In fact, there's even um, a story we're going to do later on in the show about you know what presidents they've thought were told the truth about aliens existing. But we'll get into that later. Back to the story. Musk followed up the strong piece of anecdotal evidence for his UFO doubt tweeting there's literally less than a thousand percent chance more cameras than 10 years ago, but still zero clear photos. Well, maybe. And then he goes, that's what I've been saying for years. 
Now, there's nothing more reassuring than rich people fighting on Twitter about things that we can't do anything about. But the go article goes on to say, the kerfuffle back in July, when he cryptically tweeted, aliens built the pyramids, obviously, and this property... <laughs> oh, do you guys remember that? Do you guys remember back when Elon Musk, I guess, was bored one day and he saw the... Uh, pyramids he's like clearly they were built by aliens um that's his sense of humor you know he has a joke he's a dry sense of humor he's joking but yeah every president presidential candidate since probably nixon or not nixon but every presidential candidate in modern history has said yeah they're going to look into aliens and see where they come from and nothing really ever comes of it, it the phenomenon we'll call it that the phenomenon is um it's on its own time frame. It's on its own schedule. It doesn't matter who the president is. It doesn't matter what's going on in the world. The phenomenon we need to realize is greater than just one government. It's not like aliens are waiting for the president of the United States to be like, all right, you guys can go sh show yourself. And they're like, all right, good. And they flip the switch and there's aliens everywhere. It's a ridiculous thing to think about that the U.S. president, the president of the United States, one country in the world has that much power. So let's keep it on the same string of consciousness. Harry Reid confirms federal government covered up UFOs for years. Former Senator Majority Leader Harry Reid said the U.S. government has been hiding key details about UFOs for years. Why the federal government all these years has covered up, put the brake pads on, everything stopped? I think it's very, very bad for the country, Reid said in a new documentary called The Phenomenon. Now, I have not seen the documentary. I do not know what is in there but there have been lots of stories about what is going on in there we have another huffington post article about what uh lieutenant colonel friend said and what he saw but back to the article are you saying that there's some evidence that still hasn't seen the light of day asked fox who is the director of the documentary reed replies i'm saying most of it hasn't seen the light of day so again like we're talking about evidence of what what is this evidence pointing to is it evidence pointing to aliens maybe is it evidence pointing to another government that has more powerful uh airplanes than us maybe i say us i mean the usa i'm on the great prairies right <laughs> we don't have anything like that so we literally don't know what the evidence is of what and that's the problem here uh, the article goes on to say, it also details a 1967 report in which an object appeared over a U.S. missile base at the same time 10 of the missiles became inoperative. If they had been called upon by the president to launch, they couldn't have, Reed said in the film. So maybe that's just some advanced EMP research or EMP technology that was disabling the uh, U.S. missiles because it was 1967. So we do know about nuclear bombs. We do know about EMP waves, but um, we wouldn't know we wouldn't know how to harden our electronics to prevent it from being affected by EMPs. We still haven't done that. There's still lots of things out that aren't uh, hardened from EMP blasts. Most technology isn't isn't uh, protected from EMP blasts. So I can see where that's concerning. Um, it is one of the stories that has brought up a lot where these UFOs went over Russian and American military bases where they had nuclear weapons and they disabled missiles. Well, just because the missiles were disabled doesn't mean it was done by aliens. 
again, Micah Hanks, Micah Hanks says it all the time. UFOs do not equal aliens. And this is something that we need to keep in mind as we explore these waters of the phenomenon. Back to the story. Reed, who was among lawmakers behind a classified but since closed U.S. government program, has become increasingly outspoken about the phenomenon since leaving office. However, he stopped short of confirming evidence of otherworldly activities, writing in August on Twitter that he wants the issue studied and we must stick to science, not fairy tales about little green men. <laughs> well, yeah, clearly. Whether you're a believer in UFOs or a debunker, those in between are still undecided. It's important to present accurate information about potential effects to national security of all nations and the safety of all civilians on our planet, uh, Spiegel said. So, whether UFOs exist, that's the question. I mean, UFOs exist. What they are is the question. Is it a, another country's craft? Nowadays, it could be a private company's aircraft, you know, because there are private companies that have spaceships in space, that have satellites in space. So what's to say there aren't other private companies that are doing something that's very different than uh, what we're doing? Look, we have, a, again, later on this episode, we have a story about a jetpack man. And we have no idea where he's coming from and what he's doing. He's flying around 6,000 6, feet in the air, just flying around, and they can't find him. So if there's a private company out there that's making some sort of drones that release EMPs or can um, defy almost defy physics, I mean, I would believe it. But again, there's no proof. Like, there's no proof what the evidence is for and there's no proof, period. We're just waiting. We're waiting for people to say. And that's part of the phenomenon, right? It is, is, it's like the carrot on the stick. It's like the disclosure is going to happen. We just need to wait for it. Just wait for it. It's just in a, in a year or so, the documents will come out. Just a little bit more. Just a little bit more. It's been going like that since, I don't know, 70s, I think. Now this one's kind of interesting. Uh, from space.com. Scientists call for a study of unidentified aerial phenomena. So, very cool. Absolutely. I think scientists should be uh, studying unidentified aerial phenomena. Absolutely, they should be. So the article started by talking about the Tic Tac encounter, which I don't think we need to get into because we're, if you're this far into the show, you're familiar with that encounter. And then the story goes on like this. But there's also a rising call for this phenomenon to be studied scientifically, even using satellites to be lookouts for possible future UAP events. Now that is very cool. We should be using satellites right now. People should be using satellites. I mean, there are people that use satellites that see things and they think they're UFOs and they put them on YouTube channels as we <laughs> will be uh, talking about early on. But Felipe Eliares is the project co controller at the European Space Agency Space Research and Technology Center in the Netherlands. He is also the primary force behind the Unidentified Aerospace Phenomena Observation Reporting Scheme. Oh my god, let me take a breath. Oh. A project to facilitate the collection of UAP reports from both amateur and professional astro astronomers. There is a need for the scientific study of UAPs and a requirement to assemble reliable evidence, something that could not be so easily ignored by science 
of the controller Toldspace.com. It is necessary to bring scientists objective and high quality data, uh, the controller said. Nobody knows where and when a UAP can potentially appear, hence the difficulty for scientific research in this domain. Well, yeah, that's kind of been the challenge of this whole thing is if we knew, and it's like anything in any of these uh, paranormal phenomenons, if we knew where and when they would show up, we would be able to have scientists and any witness you wanted go there and see what it is. If we had reliable ways to track and show people that Bigfoot exists, we would be like, look, here's Bigfoot, here's his cave, here's where he sleeps, here's his family. It's like bears, you know? We know where bears are, we know where beavers are, we know where fishes are. We can show people that they exist here, we can catch the fish, we can show them, we can put them back in the lake. That's the trick about proving any of these things exist. But everyone is talking about these Tic Tacs, like they, like they just happened years ago. And we've been talking about these Tic Tacs for years, even before they came out officially, we were talking about these Tic Tac videos. And now we have scientists in Europe who want to study these. It doesn't even make any sense. Like Japan doesn't even want to study these UFOs. They don't even want to look into it. They just now have decided, oh yeah, we should have a UFO documenting system. Even though they live right next to North Korea, a country that's known for launching off rockets. You think they would have been wanting to know what was in the sky, but their head is in the sands. That doesn't make any sense. There's lots of questions that we should be asking, but no, instead we're talking about these Tic Tacs. We need to move past that they exist. And it's great, more eyes, better. Using satellites, really good. Having scientists look into it, I'm all on board. As long as they're not arrogant. But the fractionization of the community is what we're talking about, is the problem with this, right? When you just say, oh, we're just going to be looking at UFOs in a certain area, um, they should, I would hope that they would be teaming up with an already present UFO organization to be like, hey, let's look at the data that you have and start crunching the numbers and seeing where there is more sightings than other places. Uh, recent years have seen rapid advances in information and communication technologies, for example, open tools and software, cloud computing, and artificial intelligence artificial intelligence with machine and deep learning. Alaris said these tools offer scientists new possibilities to collect, store, manipulate, and transmit data. Alaris pointed out other potential tools too. The location over our heads of satellites is the perfect chance to potentially detect something, he said. We are looking into using satellites to monitor the region of ocean in the South Catalina Islands where the 2004 Nimitz encounter occurred. So they want to look at where one of these Tic Tac encounters occurred in 2004. Don't you think that's a little late? It's like we're looking where the phenomenon was, not where it is going. And that is the problem. If it was there all the time, we would have more than one report about it there all the time. Pet the bunny. Pet the bunny. I just went to their website, and of course, the first thing on their front, on their splash page, I guess it's called, is help donate. You can donate to the project. <sighs> B 
good luck. I mean, more eyes, more tools, uh, people that think they're educated in it. I just can't wait to see what comes of it. Hopefully you find something. If you find something, it's great. But if you don't, if you find nothing and you charge $29.99 to show people that you didn't find anything, then we've got a problem. But if you're just looking for donations to do this project, I really don't. I don't think it's that big of a deal. But I could put my money towards a Kickstarter for something more worthwhile, like bringing back undergrads. Anyway, let's move on. Now this also again is from the Huffington Post. Retired Air Force Lieutenant Colonel made bold UFO claim in his final interview. A retired Air Force official in charge of one of the most famous UFO research projects said on his deathbed last year that the effort was scuttled not because it was fruitless but the opposite. Now in a clip from the new documentary The Phenomenon, Lieutenant Colonel Robert Friend pointed to the sudden closure of Project Blue Book in 1969, which would suggest what? He asked before answering his own question, that they knew what it was and what. And this goes along with the narrative that we saw in the last episode and that we're seeing uh, sort of open up on the path that we've been taking in the show is that the governments, at least the UK government and the Canadian government, know what's going on. When there is these sightings, of this in the 60s and 70s especially with his with his oval craft with a fin and people ask you know what's going on they say it's not a threat don't worry about it so they if you say something's not a threat it means you know what it is like if you say this chocolate bar has no peanuts in it and it's not a threat you know what it that had, has no peanuts in it and it's not a threat james fox the film director added or did you know what it is but friend who led the blue book project from 1958 to 1963 persisted also the other way friend replied with a telling grin oh it's that old telling grin of the old senior citizen you know what that means that they did know what it was more recent revelations indicate that the u.s government interest in ufos did not end with project blue book but have continued in forms much of which is detailed in the phenomenon. Former Senator, Senator Majority Harry Reid said in the film that the federal government has been covering up UFOs and that the most of the evidence has not seen the light of day. So, again, more Harry Reid talk. We got uh, this Lieutenant Colonel guy, Lieutenant Colonel friend, saying that they knew what it was, which I definitely think is... The more plausible thing is they know what it is and that they know it's not a threat. So we're going to stick in the same vein, the tic-tac vein, the black vault. It has an amazing article about these sightings, about what happened with the New York Times release and the drives release. So on May 12th, 2020, Tyler Rogoway and Joseph Trivik, uh, investigative journalists with the drives war zone, reported on eight encounters by the U.S. Navy with unidentified aerial phenomenon. Seven of them involved F-A-18EF Super Hornets and occurred at various times between 2013 and 2014 in a patch of airspace off the coast of Virginia and North Carolina known as the W-72 Warning Area. So that's what the drive reported on is that these crafts have seen these tic-tac crafts, these airplanes, 
have seen these tic-tac crafts and the time frame is important 2013 2014 so it's kind of like old news right now the eighth incident took place in 2019 so just a year ago we have seen an encounter with a tic-tac craft so in 2019 it involved a ea-18g growler flying in a different portion of the atlantic ocean oh my, so not only are these tic-tac crafts seen in a different part of the ocean the atlantic part of the ocean but they're still being seen to this day just a year ago it's off the coast of maryland called the w386 warning area however a recent freedom of information request by the black vault uncovered that these documents were reported on by the drive resets the new york times nearly a full year prior to the drives report oh my god so the new york times had the report of the had the 2019 report of the ea 18g growler encounter with the tic tac and chose not to report on it how big would that story have been if they still had if they would have said and this year there was an encounter with a tic tac so what is going on with the new york times so the question is why would the new york times not have reported on that 2019 encounter looks like there's more to come this is a pretty this is a pretty lengthy article. The Black Vault does ser- they do serious we goof around. They do serious work. I'm going to link you to and then maybe I can add a card. I'll add a card around here to the YouTube video where the Black Vault curator is talking about this article. He goes into it in length. Definitely check it out. It's a long read, but yeah, more encounters with Tic Tacs, new encounters with Tic Tacs, recent encounters with Tic Tacs as recent as 2019 very interesting indeed but again still again though we don't know what they are they could just be at other countries advanced aircrafts so our next article comes from grunt stuff and grunt stuff is a news publication portal where you get the latest news from the world of science and technology apart from these two categories we also cover the latest u.s news bulletins as well the journalists who write for the contents are very experienced in their niches and dress you get the best news at the best time in the correct form. Well, that's pretty good. So Grunt Stuff has this article, Pentagon UFO Unit to publicly release some findings. And this article just has some really weird wording. I don't know um, why that is. Maybe there's some sort of translation issue that I didn't do it right, or maybe I'm just dumb. It is possible, but we will there's a part in the story that I want to get to that I didn't think about before. So the story goes like the article starts like this. The Pentagon group tasked with finding out unidentified flying objects plans to publicly release data on its findings. So the group that's looking at UFOs is set to release some public data, which is going to be graphs. And stuff. <laughs> it's not going to be very interesting. The unit now often known as the unidentified aerial phenomenon activity power will report no less than some of its works see will report no less than some of its works to the Senate Intelligence Committee each six months. It's a weird statement. I guess they're saying they're going to report some of their intelligence every six months, which we knew that. We knew that they were going to re- have to report what they're doing every six months. With some of the group's previous officers hinting 
of attainable otherworldly artifacts, the New York Times instance reported Thursday. Well, it wasn't Thursday. This article is from this week. Um, Eric Davis, one of the many former officers of the Pentagon UFO program, mentioned whereas he labored there, the group discovered objects he believed we couldn't make ourselves. He instructed in he instructed the instance. See again, like there's weird sentences like that in this article, which makes me wonder what is going on. And like I've never heard of grunt stuff before. And I'm maybe I'm reading it wrong and I'm seeing it wrong. And my I don't have my I have my glasses, but it's not working. Davis additionally mentioned he gave a categorized briefing to a protection division company this March, throughout which he elaborated on off-world automobiles not made of this earth. Now this is this is the line which I think we should be focusing on. Off-world automobiles not made of this earth. Now what does that even mean? Let's look at the word off-world. Alright, so something's not made on earth. Totally can dig that. If we're dealing with aliens, they're not made on earth. So off-world automobiles not made on earth. So we're just dealing with off-world off automobiles is one thing. But what does that mean? Automobiles. Let's look up what automobiles <laughs> means. Let's go to Wikipedia. Because it doesn't... Like, aliens are making cars? They're making Teslas? That's why That's why Elon, Elon Musk is, uh, is hiding his army of aliens making Teslas, a new type of Tesla. So, Wikipedia. A car... Or an automobile is a wheeled motor vehicle used for transportation. Most definitions of cars say that they run primarily on roads. See, one to eight people have <laughs> four tires and mainly transport people rather than goods. So, we have off-world automobiles not made of this earth coming to earth. So, is this what the uh, identified aerial phenomenon activity powers of looking for these automobiles not made of earth like this this is madness but then I thought about what we've been sending to other planets we've been sending rovers to Mars so Mars has off-world vehicles not made of Mars so maybe maybe what they mean when they're saying automobiles, off-world automobiles, is they're saying that there are probes that have been sent to Earth that weren't made on Earth. And they are they are just like automobiles. They're not automobiles, but they're like mechanical. They're just doing automated testing. And maybe that's what the... And now this is me jumping to conclusions, but maybe that's what the government knows, is they know that these craft... These oval craft with fins are not threatening because they are just probes testing whatever. Testing the planet, testing the air, testing the ground, testing to see what we're doing. And that's it. But who knows? But yeah, this article is very confusing. There's some words, in it. there's some, just some phrases in it, and I really don't understand. So we're going to move on from that to daily star and again this is another article that i was really hesitant in putting forward until i saw this picture and as you can see in this picture this is the craft that i'm talking about this oval with the fin 
Now, Russian submarines waging secret war with aliens under the sea claim author. Now, that title sounds bananas. I was going to say, I mix up bonkers and bananas together because it sounds like it's a bonkers banana title. It is from the Daily Star, so you never know where it's going to go. But let's... There's, there's so many red flags with this story, but then we have this oval craft with a fin that I want to believe in, and we don't have lots of stories from Russia. So let's begin. UFO investigator Phil Mantle uncovered former top-secret files from the Kremlin in his book, Russia's USO Secrets, Unidentified Submerged Objects in Russia and International Waters. So who is Phil Mantle? Well... He's a part of the British UFO Research Association, or Euphora. Euphora. (laughs) It just doesn't sound pretty. Euphora, uh, which is the UK organization formerly registered as Bufora Limited, dedicated to investigating UFO phenomenon in the British Isles. And in 1997, the organization was reported to have about a thousand members. However, and this is where red flags already. An entry from the UFO Encyclopedia, which was citing confirmed as a genuine Bufour, was later found to be a hoax. The supposed contactee who claimed to have seen a UFO hovering over the town of Warminster admitted to the hoax in 1994. So they got, you know what, everyone gets sometimes, sometimes you get the wolf hole over your eyes. It just happens. But also, in 1995, the group were the only official UFO organization to endorse a film reported by the U.S. government showing an alien autopsy at Roswell. And you know which one we're talking about, the alien autopsy film. And no UFO organization ever should have got caught on that film. They ne- It's so... There's so many red flags in that video. You only believe that if you want to believe it or if you got paid money. If you got paid money to sign your stamp, like, you lose credibility. So although this organization has two flags this is one of those things where like i want to believe so they're going to go back to it russia submarines are fighting a secret war with aliens deep under the oceans according <laughs> to a startling new claim uh i i know let's work through it because we have the picture uh british investigator phil mantle has revealed former top secret files from the kremlin in his book russia's uso secrets unidentified submersible objects in Russia's international waters. Now, if this is true, if this is these really are top secret documents where UFOs or Russian subs are fighting UFOs, this is incredible. But if they're fake documents, it, it's again, it's the death of Bufora. It claimed Soviet subs are playing a game of cat and mouse with strange underwater craft. It strongly suggests that both Russian and American subs have encountered USOs in various parts of the world. Russian seamen again observed a UFO in the Mediterranean in July of 1978, according to the files, which were translated by a Ukrainian-born Stonehill. Uh, So, again, we have Russian files that I don't know how you verify Russian files that are translated by a Ukrainian and uh, brought to us by a person who was involved in the rubber stamping and the endorsement of the alien obstacle film that showed that was showing on Fox <laughs> kept having more and more more and more strange proof that it was not real uh, the captain of a Soviet motor ship the Yargora immediately sent a radiogram to the Soviet Academy of Science in Moscow the object was shaped 
like a flattened out sphere and had a white pearl color. Other UFOs have reportedly appeared over Soviet submarines based force but forcing the Soviet general staff to take them seriously. So I want to like we don't know what story goes along with the picture of the oval and the fin. And there's so many red flags. I'm going to have to say, I can't believe this. Although I want to believe it. I want to have these stories out of Russia that sort of confirm what was happening in you know, the rest of the world at that time. During the Cold War. But there's so many red flags. It's hard to believe. We need to have proof. And I, like, I don't know how you can verify that these documents came from Russia with love, if you know what I mean. So we're going to have to move on from that one. This is a fun one. This came across my desk and I knew I just had to sort of just tap on it. Fake asteroid? Question mark. NASA expert ID's mysterious object as old rocket. So the jig may be up for a quote-unquote asteroid that expected to get nabbed by Earth's gravity and become a mini-moon next month. Instead of a cosmic rock, a newly discovered object appeared to be an old rocket from a failed moon landing mission 54 years ago. That finally is making its way back home according to NASA's leading asteroid expert, observer, observers should help nail down its identity. So how cool is that? I'm pretty jazzed about this, Paul said. Uh, he told the Associated Press, It's been a hobby of mine to find one of these and draw such a link. I've been doing it for decades now, so that's pretty cool. Like he's looking in space to try to find these objects floating around Earth and was able to find a piece of a rocket or a rocket that was used 54 years ago. Very cool. It's coming back. It's going to be a mini moon for a bit. It's one of these stories. I like this is one one of the things we say. It's a UFO until it's not. So the guy speculates. The expert speculates the asteroid 2020 SO, as it's formerly known, is actually the Centaur upper rocket stage that was successfully propelled uh, NASA's Server 2 lander to the moon in 1966 before it was discarded. That's very cool. Gotta set something free for it to, and if it loves you, it'll come back. News 18. And of course, we've uh, had News 18 stories before, and although they also have some of their controversies, uh, I'll just remind everyone that News 18 is one of India's leading television broadcasting networks, and CNN International, the number one international news brand, CNN, entered India by partnering with TV18 to launch an English-language news channel in 2005. From that day on, the channel established itself as a news central channel with the difference and became the number one in record time in just six months. So, again, I read this story, and again, some stories have red flags and some stories don't, and I don't think their political leanings or what they've talked about have any bearing on this story. Alien life on Venus could be confirmed by a spacecraft flying past the planet this week. Now, how cool is that? We found out that there could be life on Venus. There's signs of life on Venus, and maybe this week we can find out what it is. All right, we got a lot of big words coming up. Jordan Halbert of the German Aerospace Center Institute of Planetary Research in Berlin, who is working on a biped Colombo instrument called the Mercury Radiometer and Thermal Infrared Spectroscope spectrometer, sorry, was excited after the news of phosphine gas in Venus broke last month. It just so happens that the biped Colombo space probes fly by above Venus 
after two minutes before midnight ET on Wednesday comes at a time when he, he and his team can verify and collect data. So he's excited because his probe is flying by Venus and it's the perfect time to scan and use his spectrometer to see if there's phosphine on Venus. The biped Columbo spacecraft has an instrument on board that could potentially detect the presence of phosphine. The project was planned many years ago before the re-discovery, but uh, was made. It's now become the first spacecraft to get near Venus and measure gases in the planet's atmosphere. However, since the discovery came a bit late, the biped Columbo will only be able to get within 6,700 miles of the surface of Venus. Speaking to NBC, Halbert says the distance might be too far to detect phosphine as reported concentrations of 20 parts per billion. So he might not be able to detect phosphine on Venus. But it's still very cool that just because we get this new information that we can we can see probes that are heading to Venus and we're like, oh, maybe we can check it out. Uh, Halbert's team will analyze the data and look for everything expected and unexpected. The data might also include phosphine, sulfur dioxide, which would be a sign of ongoing volcano volcanoism uh, pointed out by last month's research. So maybe we'll get an answer whether there is phosphine on Venus and what it's doing there or whether it's just part of the natural uh, cycle of Venus. Uh, so chances are we'll get more data later on. But it's very exciting though. It, but it always takes so long for a scientist to comb through the data. You know, it's not as easy as pointing a, a flashlight at a rock and seeing what minerals it's made out of. And that's what a spectroscope is. A spectroscope is basically you're flashing light, you're pointing light at an object and whatever lights reflected off of it is you know you can piece together what molecules are bringing to light in certain ways it's really cool technology really interesting i hope we find out something soon moving on azdailysun.com has a video scientists explain what an alien visit to earth may be like they say, of course, that the aliens are going to look like us because that's how we solved all our problems, which is completely incorrect. I mean, we need to realize that life out there has completely different biochemistries. They have completely different ways of solving problems and probably don't even have the same problems that we have. So, it, again, like I can't. The example would be if Anivas were put together, like because we're all made up of different cells we're learning how we're learning how complex we are i think with science so what happens if there was just a race of anivas out there that never die and always multiply you know they don't have a word for death they don't have a word for like learning because they know everything they don't have any grandparents because they're all the same generation of this uh bug but they're super smart so but this is actually where they said you know like they first we first sent machines to other planets so maybe aliens were sending machines to other planets and that's where i got the idea that maybe this oval fin is a probe from another planet but again i don't have any proof for it or that at all but i do think that maybe maybe or maybe i'm just trying to piece things i think i'm just trying to piece things together it would be cool but why else would governments say that they know that this thing isn't a threat anyway we're going to move on to some sightings right now all right we're going to keep things in america southern america 
well, southern United States-ish Texas from 94.5 PST, number one hit music station, Dancing Stars or UFO Spotted in West El Paso, Texas. Now, Christine H. never missed a sunrise or sunset from her West El Paso, Texas home. She began last Friday morning, like she always does, sitting on her front uh, with a cup of coffee. As she looked up into the dark sky towards New Mexico, she noticed something strange. Oh, this is really good. Person waking up, like 5 in the morning, normal time to wake up, go outside and have your coffee. It's a normal thing to do. Or at least they weren't up all night. <laughs> so we have a normal sighting here. At first I thought it was a group of stars, and then I decided to take a picture of it. That picture didn't come out because the stars looked like they were dancing. I recorded it on my camera phone. When you watch the video that Christy put up, um, her phone it looks like she's shaking because the, the star's moving. However, she told 600 ESPN El Paso that the stars were moving on their own and she kept the camera phone still while recording the incredible event. So, it does look... The big main theme tonight with our sightings is white light, dark sky. And unfortunately, this is a white light, dark sky phenomenon or encounter where you look like you're just shaking the camera around, you know? Unfortunately, there's not much more to it. You know, I give Chrissy a huge applause for being able to get out there. You know, before you're before you're done your full cup of coffee, be able to flip it up and have a, a account of what's going on. Being able to video it, take some photos of it. I went out hiking earlier this week, and sunset started to head back from my hiking and I ran into an owl an owl swooped in from the river on the left and landed on a branch and I just took a moment just to watch the owl and then I tried to get my camera and that's when the owl flew away so I know how hard it is to whip out your phone and get pictures of these things because I can't do it I'm not fast enough to do it I saw an owl out in nature I have no proof of it it's like people that saw a Bigfoot you know, I, 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 I saw an owl. Some people saw Bigfoot, right? But I really saw an owl, though. But yeah, I give you 100% credit for being able to record that event. Moving on. KFI 640. This is also in the States, California. Now, like, when you can listen to radio stations... I love KFI 640. When you can listen to radio stations around the world without having any issues, I listened to KFI 640 because they had the... They had this crazy radio host named Phil Henry. Still a huge fan of Phil Henry. That's kind of something I did on my radio show back in the day. Was He did voices. Now what he did is, is I've never seen this before. Is He would be the host of a show. And he would do the voice of a character that was on the show for whatever reasons. Whether they had a problem with uh, one of the, the laws that was being passed. Or usually it was like evergreen topics like uh, recycling or whatever or driving down the freeway which is a big deal in california and people would call in and just like attack the character and it was just it was trolling with people on the phone lines it was messing with the talk show format but unfortunately the talk radio went away uh, with social media so but now he's doing like a podcast it's still just as funny it's still making fun of the the tropes of of radio 
and like his his his, his tagline was the death of talk radio and it definitely was but that was for me that was like the golden era of talk radio you had phil henry you had coast coast Sam was just kicking it up at the time it was just a beautiful time for radio and that's when i fell in love with it but they have a story and i saw this story in lots of different places ufo exposed on google earth due to melting ice in antarctica so <laughs> oh my god uh youtube mr m bb333 and i went to his uh, youtube channel his youtube channel is way better than my youtube channel so i cannot talk shit about this <laughs> was set coordinates of the craft by a follower and created a video showing a strange seemingly perfect circular shape which is partially obscured by rocks he states this appears to be a 60 foot wide disc sticking out of the ground and appears to be recently revealed by melting snow and ice <laughs> oh my god you know what like he has this killer production video like he's calling himself the earth watchman so I guess he watches the Earth from Google Earth. Sees this it's this big blue circle. It looks like it looks like a puddle to me. But he's figured that he knows about the recent melting of the of the ice caps. Oh, he sees markings on the disc. Of course, he says that the craft is intelligently designed. He's like, look at this thing. This puddle's intelligently designed. This craft is intelligently designed. You know that aliens made it and there's markings on it and he sees all these things in it they're, they're not true uh, it's just completely ridiculous it looks like a puddle to me um he has like 438,000 subs so yeah like he's doing he's doing pretty good but it, it doesn't look like a ufo craft but, but also it could look like anything this is the world of the internet uh we had debates about blue dress and gold dress so this is going to look like ufos to some it's going to look like puddles to others it's going to look like nothing to others it doesn't look like anything you can also see at the beginning of the video where the clouds are cut off because of you know when uh, google earth scans areas sometimes they don't scan at the same time so there's lots of there's lots of strange image artifacts that look like this that make it look different so we got that we're gonna move on from that we're gonna have more youtube fun here uh ufo sighting alien hunters spots pitch black craft moving over los angeles claim so a pitch black ufo has been seen over the city of los angeles according to the alien hunter who believes super advanced extraterrestrials have been visiting earth and of course this video here is it's a video and you see a black craft over uh las vegas or los angeles sorry and you see there's a crowd of people you can hear people under the video going whoa you know blah 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 and it's posted by this miscellaneous ventures by eli Monkazuma, and he has like five videos posted four of, of ufo sightings and they're all kind of recorded in similar fashion where he's outside and he's looking up at the sky his friends are around him um these are very good cgi videos you know, uh, the videos are very good. It's the the audio is giving it off. Um, <laughs> like they're clearly 
meant to be funny. I think it's just him and his friends messing around. There are hilarious videos. There's one where you can see the UFOs coming into focus and him and his friends are just burping and just like talking nonsense. Um, the one where they're talking about it in this article uh, with the black UFO is they, they're all talking about gang talk and they sounded like they're being like tough guys. But they're, the thing that gives it away in this video is the audio is because the voices all sound like they are recorded from the same distance away. You know, they're all saying things, but they have different levels of volume. But if you're recording a video of a UFO, you're going to have people behind you or in front of you, and they're going to be recorded in a different way. You know, sometimes you're going to have people recorded back here, and sometimes you're going to have something recorded right here, you know, blocking like this, and sometimes it's going to be over here, and sometimes it's going to be down here. Sometimes it's going to be over here, right in the middle. So it sounds like everyone's being recorded in the same spot, like the same, like six inches away from the microphone and doing different voices. But yeah, it's, the guy's going to be a really good uh, CGI artist when he gets bigger. I mean, or when he, when he gets older, when he gets bigger. Um, keep it up. And I like, what else are you going to do? You know, you're in a, a COVID state. You're in California. Why not hone your CGI skills? And maybe you can be able to, when the world's making movies again, maybe you can be uh, making a movie. And since you got in a paper, I mean, hey, that's more press for you, right? There's no such thing as bad press. So 107.3 WPUR Cat Country has this possible UFO sighting over Egg Harbor Township caught on video. So this video from September 30th posted on YouTube channel Aliens and UFOs, more, more YouTube stuff, shows a lone bright dot hovering motionless over EHT. Perhaps you've seen something like this and when other planets are clearly visible from Earth, like Mars, Venus, Jupiter, or even Saturn. Oh my God. See, it's like a, here's a, here's an event. And, and you took it, it's your fault. You took this clip from YouTube you didn't have to talk about it, but you threw that slate in. The Mars, Venus, Jupiter, and even Saturn slate. Oh boy. So this video comes from YouTube. While we cannot independently verify that this video was taken in Egg Harbor, we have no reason to believe it was not. Or maybe it wasn't. Or maybe it was. I may have been. Probably you could have been. We're pretty sure. Okay, this article's garbage. What a garbage article. I know it's from a radio station. It's from Cat Country. I don't know what to expect from 107.3 WPUR, WPUR, Cat Country. <laughs> Clearly, the most basic level of humor is what is required to work this radio station right for it. We just have, uh, we do country music and we have cats all the time. That is really unfortunate that the radio station decided to post the article like this because the video footage is actually uh, quite good when it comes to the white light black night scenario for UFO sightings. It's stabilized, there's no shaking, there's a side of a house for a point of reference. So again, it goes down into this white glowing dot over the night sky. And again, there's not enough information to form an opinion. Um, but it's the best camera usage I've seen in a UFO video. Again, it could be uh, Canyon Creekers, it could be CGI, but I think it's a real sighting. 
Um, but what it is, again, there's not enough information to really tell. Gonna, gonna move it on. Move it on to west of the Rockies right now. Now this one's from Abbotsford News, and I tweeted this one out, and it's the best video footage I've seen of a UFO, the white dot black light video. And I'm also biased because it is from Canada. But the Abbotsford News is a Canadian community newspaper in Abbotsford, British Columbia, west of the Rockies, published by Black Breast, the newspaper publishing more than 4,000 copies two times a week distributed across Abbotsford and the adjacent municipalities. Now, it is a beautiful place to live. Abbotsford, BC, oh my God, it is God's country. There's, you always have the backdrop of the mountains to you and you have like, the sort of the forest it's not a rainforest but it's like the western Rockies forest and it's just beautiful so that being said let's go to the article now apparent unidentified flying object spotted on Wednesday near McCallum Road exit now I love how that <laughs> love it when small cities are just like hey we saw this UFO near Main Street in 6 they're like, oh yeah. So Abbotsford resident uh, told the news that she was sitting outside on her deck of her home near McClellan Road uh, last night between 9 and 9.30 and was enjoying a cigarette after dinner and she looked up and was stunned by what she saw. Now a lot of sightings we know, it's always joked about, but it's true. A lot of sightings now are because people are going outside to smoke. And at least she's smoking a cigarette and not something else for it says cigarette, so we must believe her. But even if she was high or drunk, which she's not, but even if she was, she has video evidence of this. And this, this is the best video evidence I've seen this week. Uh, some of the best white lights in night skies. It's It stays in frame. It stays in focus. There's a side of a house for some perspective. You see her hand pointing out. You see her calling a guy who... Sounds like he's going to be in trouble if he doesn't go out there pretty soon. So and she knows how to use her phone. Everything's stabilized. It is the best footage. I think you guys should check it out. Abbotsford News. Check out the link. Now, you know that she's a good old Canadian girl. Because she says, I'm sorry for the language. <laughs> it was a pretty intense experience, she stated. In a message, definitely something I consider as an unidentified flying object. So yeah, that's how you know she's a good old Canadian girl apologizing for the language that she used in a video. Uh, in this, It is the second report uh, in recent months as Abbotsford newsreaders also sent in footage of an apparent UFO back in late June. So, Abbotsford, BC, hotspot. Maybe I should be checking out moving there. <laughs> I can do the show from BC. That would be awesome. The UFO report live from BC. Abbotsford. No, it's a good sighting. Great article. The story did uh, everyone justice. It didn't try to make fun of everyone. It wasn't. And it even called attention to that. There was another sighting in another article earlier back. So that's good. They're not trying to fill in the blanks. Great job, Abbotsford News. Nicely done. Good job. And now we're going to move from BC to Britain. So Grimsby Live has this story. Cleethorpe man captures strange midnight sighting over resort. A Cleethorpe man has captured a strange midnight sight over the sea town of Jeff Peck recorded moving lights 
in the town on Thursday, October 8th at around 12 a.m. He claims to have seen them on other nights in other parts of the disguise here. Jeff told the Grimsby Live, I took these videos of photos of a late night sky and I'm not sure what they are. Right on. This is ex- Jeff. Perfect. I love it when people, that's, that's the top thing that we need to do is not jump to conclusions. You don't know what they are. Jeff questioned whether the strange light was just a star or due to the workings of his camera. And like you can hear the camera focusing in and out. Uh, it's, you can hear the clicking of it. So what it is, I don't know. Um, but there is no frame of reference. It's just this black light that's moving in and out of focus. Um, the story goes on to say, I'd be interested in other people's ideas on what it might be. However, this isn't the only sighting to have been made in Cleethorpes in recent weeks, as resident Rich Lucy also claims to have lights which look like robotic faces like Autobots or Transformers. Ah, great. This could have been a glorious story. It should have been left right there. This guy has footage of these lights on a camera that you can hear focusing in a note. And that's it. But now we got... Oh, we got a Transformer man here. All right. All right, Rich. Let's shake it off. All right, Rich. What do you got? You got out something good. Rich said, I've seen two bright lights in the sky over Cleethorpe several weeks ago after waking up and looking at the sky at 4 a.m. Oh, my God. Rich, this is called a dream. I know people wake up and they see things and they think it's real, but it is called a dream. Some people have really intense dreams. Some people don't, especially at 4 a.m. It's a dream. As it was getting light, I had another look from my bedroom window. One light had gone from my vision and the other one that left moved around so I could get a better look using binoculars. Who has binoculars just kicking around? Uh, It was bright golden color at the front, fading to blue-green in the back, and was moving from side to side. And then started rotating, and I could make out uh, what looked like lots of small lights, which made up a robotic face like Autobots from the Transformers movie. Well, Rich, you (laughs) were dreaming. Oh my god. Uh, This particular light was in the sky for several nights, but could not be seen on cloudy nights. Where's the picture of it? Why didn't you have a picture of it? If it was in the sky for several nights, why isn't there a picture of it? Uh, my conclusion. Oh, great. Rich has a conclusion. Rich, who has a dream about seeing Autobot faces, has the conclusion into what it is. What is it, Rich? My conclusion is that it's some kind of map tracking satellite. Oh, my God. All right. Great. And a conclusion. There's some comments to this story. So we will read them. As it was getting light, I had another look. He's quoting this started. I had another look from my bedroom window. One of the lights had gone from my vision. The other one had left and moved so that I could get a better look using binoculars. And it goes, oh my God, doesn't you realize the earth rotates and the night sky changes by the minute. I bet if he looks again tonight, exactly the same place, the same thing will happen. If his photography is that bad shaking, then it (laughs) must be the lights were moving. Uh, Jupiter and Mars have got to be the answer. So, yeah. One of the other comments, actually, we're going to add this. Uh, I've been watching a light for years. 
If you would like to meet, I'll show you. Bring a strong pair of binoculars or telescope. Or anyone else not saying it's a UFO. Maybe it's a satellite in low Earth orbit. So there is another potential witness out there for this strange Autobot-faced UFO. You know what, Rich? You just, just sleep more, Rich. Just sleep more. Now, the express.co.uk has this setting, UFO sighting, glowing orb over Dublin sparked bizarre claim. Ancient aliens are among us. Oh my gosh, this is a big one. This guy saw a UFO. I'm sorry, but if this guy saw a UFO and there's ancient aliens that would be among us, I mean, boy, oh boy. Is that the video game they're talking about? The unidentified flying object was filmed earlier this month by a dashcam camera in Dublin, Ireland. The dashcam footage appears to show a dot of bright light moving across the night sky, flashing in and out of existence. The 22 second clip uploaded to YouTube by Garly Boy. <laughs> boy is spelled B H O Y. <laughs> I've never seen boy spelled like that. Boy. <laughs> Ends with the UFO going dark. Oh, so, <laughs> uh, and know what? That's what you see. You see a white light moving across the sky. It could be a satellite from the top of the frame to the bottom of the frame. Um, the article goes on to say it also isn't a plane or any other type of aircraft. It moved all the way across the sky until it disappeared behind the horizon. Yeah, this is what satellites do, it's what they look like. Uh, the video has since been analyzed by the self appointed UFO expert Scott C. Warren. All right. And that's where we stop this article. Scott C. Warning, as we know, would see UFOs in his Cheerios. Uh, yeah, there's, it's just a satellite. Your dash cam caught a satellite. Good job. You have a good dash cam. Moving on. This one comes from the Falkirk Herald. And the little byline for the Falkirk Herald is news you can trust since 1845. So you better not let me down on this one. The sighting, which happened on the evening of Monday, October 12th, near petrochemical giant Indos is now being investigated by professional UFO hunter Malcolm Robinson. Mr. Robinson is the founder of the Strange Paranormal Investigation, SPI, said the witness, who wishes to remain anonymous, has, over the past few weeks, observed a circular white object in the sky near the refinery plant on the uh, consecutive nights beginning at 8 p.m. and concluding around 9.30. The witness is a respectable gentleman with a responsible job. Mm, that sounds very important. I wish I was a respectable gentleman with a responsible job. Is convinced that he saw a, not an aircraft, helicopter, or a drone. And indeed, he managed to take photographs on a piece of video footage. So it doesn't look like much. It's, uh, again, the white light, the black night background. So more to come from that but yeah respect respectable gentleman with a responsible job nice r and r now this one comes with a standard the mysterious disc seen flying above wexham and flintshire was also spotted in chester now matt warning does great work who's uh talked with us before in his stories has more to go with this black disc story that we talked about before The sighting above the former city of Rimbo Steelworks on September 24th has sparked an interest as far as the United States. A 60-year-old man described seeing a black disc in the sky above the former Brimbo Steelworks, describing how he was watching and fly from the direction of Schick Tower to Harwarden 
to Broughton. Now it seems the unidentified object was also seen in Chester and perhaps returned more recently. Painter and illustrator Claire Thompson thinks she saw the same object above Lockheed Lane. Uh, she said, I think I saw the same object. I've seen anything, I've never seen anything inexplicable in the sky before, but I did confuse me. I have been looking for any information that fits as it baffles me, and I saw your article. The timing sounds about right, the location is the right trajectory. It flew over our neighborhood around the Lockheed Lane towards Flintshire. Also, the description of the way it was moving is spot on. Only difference being, I thought it was smaller than a car and silver reflective. So it's not black, it's silver and it's smaller than a car. So it's not exactly the same. So this is very interesting. Uh, definitely flat and a disc and not a balloon or a drone. Also, 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 I think I might have seen it again yesterday, but I'm not 100% sure as it was further away this time. So did you also see the silver disc one? Or did you see the black disc one? These are the questions. One was flapping, one was silver, one was reflective. Which one did you see? I'm just wondering what people think it could be. Now this is nice. No one's jumping to conclusions. They're just relaying what they saw. Unfortunately, they saw two different things. <laughs> it's too bad they saw two different things. And they are, I've looked at the map. And as I recall, from the first uh, report that this black disc object was moving from uh, Wexham up north and Chester is sort of to the east. So whether it was moving towards that or what, I don't know. But uh, it's a—it's not the same object. It's, it goes from being a black to a silver object. It's not the same object that's being spotted in the sky. So it could be two different types of encounters. Who knows? The story goes on to say, UFO group Interesting World, and that's us, included the sighting in its weekly roundup along with stories from Japan and the United States. So, how cool is that? We got, we still got mentioned in this story. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Like, the more you read about it, the more maybe these are two different sightings altogether because they are two different things that were sighted. But yeah, it's nice to see people doing great work at the leader, Matt Warner keep it up moving on so we have another uh, express.co.uk and you know what people are probably asking oh why are we doing a bunch of these express.co.uk stories because they are they are pretty much just garbage um because they pop up in your news feeds your google alert feeds and i think we do need to address them in order to talk about we need to be honest about these stories and if a story that is false is making it around, I mean, I think we need to be able to talk about it. Uh, the only way that we're going to be able to find a real answer to what the phenomenon is, is to be honest about everything that people are saying about it. And if people are telling lies about it or, or they've been posting news articles that are questionable, I think we need to be able to talk about it. So although it, like, it's easy to say that these stories are complete nonsense these stories have sources that are very powerful and have a lot more sway in the world of the internet than i do so we do need to talk about them ufo sighting did buzz aldrin spot aliens in space 
So alien hunters claim to have spotted two, not one, but two UFOs in a photograph taken by Buzz Aldrin on a mission in space. And in 1966, the final Gemini crew mission was completed as Gemini 12, which saw Buzz Aldrin and Jim Lovell fly into space to dock with an orbiting craft. The mission was a resourcing or resounding success, but has been largely forgotten in history thanks to Apollo 11's mission, which followed just three years later, which saw the first human moon landing. So, the UFO hunter, which looks at the video from this uh, Gemini 12 mission, zooms in from out of nowhere. He's like, there's some UFOs in this craft, and he talks about megabytes, megapixels of how big the picture is and then he just zooms into this place like does some real CSI zooming and boom there's two UFOs and again they look like exactly the same thing they look like white dots on a black background and you have no idea what they are because it's in space so there could be all sorts of different reflective material in space especially around rockets and around the earth and stuff like that there's satellites there's all sorts of crazy things. We know that uh, there's lots of artifacts just floating around in space that reflect the light. There's lots of small asteroids, lots of big asteroids. So it really could be anything. But yeah, it's just, it's incredible that, that this guy is able to, I don't know where he gets the idea to take these images and just zooms in and like, oh, look, here's some UFOs. I mean, I guess, I guess in the traditional sense, they are UFOs because we have no idea what they are, but they are not aliens, is the issue. UFO sighted, correct. Aliens, no. <sighs> Moving on. This comes to us from WLOX out of Mississippi, which is on the Gulf of Mexico. It looks so beautiful. I looked at some pictures. It just looks amazing. I would love to spend a vacation there. So then BC and then Mississippi. Um, on this day, 47 years ago since Pascagoula alien abduction. So on this day, nearly 50 years ago, two Jackson County men went on a fishing trip that would forever change their lives. So <laughs> already the headline and the byline have like two different things. One is 47 years ago, the incident has happened. The other is almost 50 years ago or nearly 50 years ago. It's just repeating the same information over again. On, on October 11th, 1973, Charles Hickson and Calvin Parker decided to go on a fishing trip in Pascagoula River. Both men said they heard a piercing sound and saw a large UFO hover above them. Oh boy. So there's a there's a video of the interview with one of the men that was, um, I guess, has wrote a book. And the host, right before he does the interview in front of Calvin Parker, right in front of the guy who's been abducted by aliens and is very traumatized by it, he does a little dun-dun-dun. Like, how how disrespectful is that? To, and if you're doing any interview in front of anybody, you don't, don't belittle them like that. It's just such a low-down, dirty thing to do. I can't believe they've done it. The article's good. It talks about it normally, like it was a normal event that happened. It is something that they have, like, I guess a, a plaque or a historical marker for it. Um, but the story, it was just, it's such a, such a disrespectful thing to do. 
for for before you interview someone um just crazy but we'll continue on with the story it was some type of craft it was 30 to 40 feet there were three things that weren't human beings i know they were robots hickson told the wlox news in 2000 in a 2000 interview hickson said the aliens held them for about 30 minutes and examined them with strange oblong instruments uh, and they were later released unharmed. Jesus, no, this is a classic abduction scenario, but usually you don't hear about the, and you see the pictures of the aliens, they definitely don't look like graves, they look like mummies. Uh, Hickson died in 2011 when he was 80 years old. He missed seeing the historic marker placed at the Lighthouse Park to commemorate his and Parker's story, as well as meeting uh, Marion Blair more than 45 years after the original encounter. Blair came forward to say she witnessed the abduction on that fateful night. I was watching two men being abducted by a UFO, she previously told the WLOX. Now, this is one of those weird things, it's one of those weird events where two men go out fishing and they come back and say they're abducted by aliens. Um, I, I have, like, there is no proof. The guy wrote some books, but there is no proof of what happened. Um, so I do have a hard time believing this story. I, I do think sometimes people what happened back in the days they got up to no good whatever they did they got up to some no good some trouble some shenanigans and in order to cover up what they were doing they said they got abducted by aliens and then they just got over their head you know the police got involved and interviewed them and they got over their head and they had to commit to this story because everything that they like a lot of the things that they say just doesn't add up and not, see there's historical markers for it so like you gotta double down on it <laughs> these people are just doubling down on it so no matter whether you believe in the existence of extraterrestrials or not there is no doubt that this story has become a part of South Mississippi history so again it has become embedded in the history of South Mississippi you can't um you can't all of a sudden say I was lying. You know, it's like um, Bigfoot or, well, on Loch Ness, they eventually said that those pictures were lying. But there's lots of stories about Loch Ness before uh, those pictures came out. But Bigfoot, yeah. But there's also, again, there's stories about big ape men in the, in the woods. So there's an older video uh, where the news is narrator is treating the story with more respect, which is, it's, it's kind of backwards, you know, usually back in the older days, back when, the 70s or 80s they would be or 90s they would be making fun of the the people being abducted more they'd be like hey look at these crazy guys but yeah i mean it's a very interesting story um i guess the events most of the events were recovered under hypnosis which again makes it very suspect um they passed the lie detector which you know wouldn't be hard to do if they implanted the notion that these events happened um, under hypnosis and lie detectors uh, they're just stress detectors there are some questions about the legitimacy of lie detectors they're not a hundred percent because it's just testing the stress of people and there are ways there are drugs and there are techniques and ways to um, get around it and if you have someone that's if you have someone that's interviewing you that they want to pass you on the lie detector test they're going to pass you because it's all in how the data is interpreted right it's just a tool and I've never seen aliens like this before. So there's no proof. All the evidence has come up. All the story has come up under hypnosis. Um, 
they had to talk to the police. Like, I do think this is one of those instances where they just got in over their heads and they couldn't get out. And all of a sudden now it's part of uh, Mississippi history, Southern Mississippi history. Sticking in the Southern US, Florida. Florida Times, the Gulf Breeze UFO sightings. Now in honor of Halloween, the story goes, here's a column about Florida and the unexplained UFOs over Gulf Breeze. So Ed and Francis Walter claimed that the dozens of photographs in a one minute and 38 second video that Ed shot in a six month span from November 1987 to May 1988 were those of spaceships over their home in Gulf Breeze. They weren't alone. A city council member said she saw a bright orange object flying over the March 17, 1988. A retired newspaper publisher said he too witnessed it. Uh, she did a doctor, a chemical engineer, and a wife. About 100 witnesses in all backed up Walter's claim. So they had 100 witnesses claim that they saw these UFOs. However, this is the problem. This is one of the stories of lore. And it was like mixed in the 80s with all the alien abduction tales that were going on. So we had these horrible alien abduction tales. And they had these stories, these pictures out of golf breeze of these aliens, like just hovering over things. And this little video, and this video isn't very much. This video is just of a backyard, or not a backyard, but like a trees and, and a lake or whatever. And there's just a UFO that does a little comes off from the left side, goes about a third of the way into the screen, and then comes on back. And it looks like it's flying in the sky, so there's really not much to it. Uh, the issue is, it's a huge issue. The issue is, is that they found models of these UFOs in his house. So this guy could have been a retired guy and just felt like becoming, you know, uh, a video like a CGI specialist, or not a CGI specialist, but a special effects specialist. And like what he could have been doing is he could have been using uh, visual impressions over videotape, like re-recording stuff over a videotape. So he could have recorded the scenery and then recorded the UFO flying overhead. And then he also could have been doing the same things with uh, the photos back then. They look very suspect. A um, hundred people to back you up is not very much. It's just the video is shot so weird. It's like, why would you set up the video like that? It was very much very Adamski-ish where it looked like the UFO was on a string. So yeah, uh, but yeah, that is one of those those lore stories that you hear about the Gulf Breeze UFO sightings that turned out to be just a bunch of models in the guy. <laughs> like if you're going, here's what you do. Here's free tips. If you're going to fake, if you're going to be a Canyon Creeker, and you're going to fake UFO sightings, and you're going to use models, burn the models. Do the hoax. Take the, make the video of it. Take the pictures of it. Burn the models. Get rid of all the evidence except for the photos. So when people come to your house, they're not like, hey, what's this model? <laughs> oh, God. So a radio show in the States, uh, they did a poll. They did an, a little poll on each other about what presidents they thought were told about aliens. Uh, the Ethan and Lou show, they sort of ran down the list of presidents, starting with Truman and working their way to present time. And I guess it all stemmed from 
the story about Nixon and Jackie Gleason, and I guess Gleason's second wife, Beverly, swears that it's 100% true. And she told anyone that would listen that Nixon took Gleason to see an alien body, and Jackie said was very shaken up by it. Uh, so, and this is a famous story. Ever, this is a story that goes around the circles that Nixon told or showed Jackie Gleason this dead alien body and he was it was tormented him till till he died but yeah they went into like the majestic 12 documents and why bush as a cia director um may have known about the ufos but yeah that's just one of those fun little little pieces you want to get into it so the desert news has this article these are the 10 best locations in the united states for a ufo enthusiast to buy a house now, what is the desert news, you ask? I had to look it up on Wikipedia. It's a newspaper published in Salt Lake City, Utah. And United States is Utah's oldest continuous published daily newspaper and has the largest Sunday circulation in the States and the second largest daily circulation behind the Salt Lake Tribune. The news is owned by Desert News Publishing Company, a subsidiary of Desert Management Corporation, a holding company owned by the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Uh, the paper's name is derived from the word honeybee in the book of mormon so the i honestly thought it was the desert news it's the desert news oh my god all right so the desert news article goes on to say are you looking for aliens and ufos well if you are there's some good news there's a new list of recommendation locations where you should buy a home <laughs> like, like if you are crazy and believe in aliens, then move away from our Mormon place. Here you go. <laughs> I sold my house.com has recently released a list of different cities in the U.S. for alien enthusiasts to buy a home in the hopes of increasing their chances of spotting UFOs or extraterrestrial activity, according to the press release. So, it is the data is from the National UFO Reporting Center. Yes, see. Though that is the place where you need to go to get actual evidence, actual data, proper data of UFO reporting. National UFO Reporting Center, number one. Not MUFON, not anything else. That's the one I would use. So it has the list of places, and I'm not going to list them. Well, yeah, okay. Uh, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, Columbus, Ohio, Philadelphia, Houston. That's interesting. I would move to Houston, actually, because uh, I... It's an awesome place. Uh, Arizona, Albuquerque, New Mexico, Dallas, Orlando, Phoenix, and Mesa, Arizona. Well, yeah, Mesa for sure. But yeah, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, that's an option. Very, really, really cheap place to live. But I would not be moving to a place where there is lots of UFO encounters. I want to move to a place where there's the least amount of UFO encounters. I don't want any. I don't want to chance it. Because what happens one day when they want to flip that switch and they're like, all right, it is time for we for you to realize that we're here. And then that's when it's like, oh, no, the alien's here and they're talking to us. That's pretty much going to do it for us this week. I want to thank you for listening. It's been my honor. You know, we had a lot of we had a lot of interesting sightings. The white dot black light has been a lot of the majority of saints and i think it's going to be a lot of the majority of the saints going forward because there are so many so many satellites in space now we can see them we have cameras that can see them or the cameras that we have are getting way better and way better 
the the thing that we need to remember is that we've had these sightings of the lights in the skies forever so hopefully one day we'll be able to find out what it is but this phenomenon the phenomenon that we're dealing with isn't stupid it's if it is true to its nature it is either aliens from another planet and they don't want to be caught so it's like when hunters go into the bush or when people go into the bush or the sea and they don't want to get seen by animals photographers you know when they go into the wild they don't want to get seen by animals so they get pictures of animals in the natural habitat they hide themselves they cloak themselves to make themselves invisible and maybe that's what the aliens are doing they made themselves invisible or if it is other nations with advanced aircraft technology then by its very nature we have stealth craft it could be the next evolution what stealth craft is but also in a drone like form or it could be something completely different maybe it's bigfoot doing something you know we we don't know we don't know what it is so we can't jump to conclusion all we can do is keep looking at the stories keep and be honest with ourselves and each other with what we see you know if we see something that's cgi if we have the history of someone who has a bunch of red flags and we shouldn't believe them then we don't something like that story about the russian usos i want to believe that but i can't believe it does does it fit my narrative of these oval shaped fin craft ufos yes but i can't believe it it's like i can't believe that the tic tac ufos are aliens because there's no proof of that we have no proof of that we have proof that there's a lot of strangeness going on the black belt article definitely shows that there's a lot more strangeness going on with that than we thought especially if there's been instances in 2019 so yeah we learned that there's a lot of heavy hitters talking about ufos that make the media talk about ufos but it's just glassing blows they're not willing to take the sort of truth that we're taking being honest with ourselves and the stories and maybe we're hurting people's feelings we are having fun we're trying to have fun because some of the stories are completely ridiculous and some of the people are completely ridiculous but they have way more youtube followers than me so i can't say (laughs) but yeah so we're going to keep going thanks for listening it's been my honor believers keep on believing